0: Blog Talk Radio. Witches. I'm Raina Sparks, but you don't have to be. Desperate House Witches is not a G, PG, or even an R-rated show, so if bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might offend you, this is not the show for you. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by, as always, the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Please check out WickedWitchStudios.com for all of your witching needs. I believe you might still be able to get some mystery packages I'm not sure. It's the first. It's after the first of the year. I'm not sure about that. You'll have to go and check with Dorothy. You have missed out on the blessing balls. I'm so sorry. I hope everybody who wanted them got them, because um, those are those are done for the year as well. Uh, again, check out wickedwitchstudios.com and check out the social media page as well. With me, as always, for the first Friday of the month for politics and other good things is the amazing. Talisman and my pagan pundit.
1: Hello, my friend. Hey, hey, hey. How's everybody doing out there in Internet land? It is 2024, and I am sitting in the state of Ohio where we just protected abortion rights and legalized weed in one goddamn election. So, you know, th- things, things are pretty good on this end. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it's what I mean. I just got my grow lights in in the mail from Amazon. So the the legal grow is the right. most exciting thing for me. I mean, I'm 53 years old. I'm excited that I can like grow weed and not have to worry about keeping it a secret. So kind of nice, kind of novel. We remember the days when that was not the case. Oh yeah. Oh my God. It's like. I remember, you know, I, I like to tell people it's like you go into even if you go into the medical dispensaries and they've got like fifty seven different strains available, and I'm like, dude, I remember when you had two choices, fucking take it or leave it. You know, it's like what, what, what exactly. kind of weed is it? it, it, it you know, it's like what kind is it? it? It's fucking weed kind. Do you want it or not? You know? It's like, exactly. And, and the hell it is is that right next door in Michigan they even have weed delivery. Now, which is great because I remember when you used to have to wait for your dude to come over, but you know you didn't have a yep. guaranteed delivery time. It was usually you know after he got that with three other calls where he'd get ripped, and it would get a little later the later in the night that he had you on on the schedule to drop off your shit. so it's like oh Very but true. but of course you you had to spend some time in the house because too many people coming and going too quickly. Was uh, a tip off that there was illegal activity going on. So, uh, oh, yeah, today's kids—the xers and the boomers—we the, the could just be like, today's kids, which we, we had to walk uphill in the in the snow both ways to get our weed. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but nobody gets arrested for it. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. And, uh, oh, God, all kinds of things going on here. Uh, Anybody who's been following my social media knows that I've been writing like a crazy person. I've been doing like three, four, five thousand words a day. Uh, I've got three books coming out, coming up, starting February 2nd. I'm going to be publishing the first three books in phase one of the Paranormal Acres series, which is turned into a series of dark, paranormal superhero fantasies with spicy love scenes and more snark than a kevin smith movie so uh the first one comes out on february 2nd the raven at midnight and then uh march 2nd uh is going to be uh the sentinel and then on the uh april 2nd we're gonna have the third book in the series which right now is still under a working title i haven't solidified the title yet but uh it's it's going to be all kinds of fun. Uh, if you like your vampires scary and uh, monstrous and yet still sexy and funny, then I think you're going to dig this series. In fact, I think towards the end of the hour, I'm even going to give you guys a little preview and read you a few pages. So we got a lot going on there.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Very exciting. So a little piece of exciting news that I heard today was that Wayne Lapierre
1: <laughs> is resigning yeah. from the NRA. Excuse me, why? Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's he's out of there. I mean, all, you know, the combined forces of Oliver North and and everything like that could not dislodge this guy. Uh, this guy was in the, the in the NRA, kind of like kind of like Emperor Palpatine in the Imperial Senate and now he's gone because the new york attorney general is fucking kicking ass and taking fucking names i mean the the nra is facing a, again a civil suit for abusing new york nonprofit laws these guys skimmed off of the nra for a long long time uh to fund a fairly lavish lifestyle I mean, what you've got to understand about the NRA is that they used to hobnob with millionaires and politicians, but most of these people who were in the organization were really just dudes. And they did what a lot of people who don't come from money do when they're throwing a lot of money, and that's get fucking stupid with it. And they embezzled, they spent uh, organizational funds on, you know, expensive Italian suits, and sports cars and shit like that. But what's really going to be interesting, once this all goes to trial, and oh boy is it going to trial, uh, is when they uncover all of the funding sources. Those are all going to be uncovered for the NRA. Because what a lot of people don't understand is that for all of the NRA members they have across the country, it's never really been that expensive of an organization to join. They always wanted to make sure they kept the uh, the membership dues and the barriers to joining low. And that started back in the day when they were just a a firearm safety organization uh, advising little Timmy on how not to shoot his eye out, like, you know, some reject from a Christmas story when they picked up a gun. And, uh, you know, so to so throw the kind of money around that these guys were throwing around, not just on their lifestyles, but on fucking, you know, lobbyists and, and and bankrolling Republican campaigns and they were a major funder for like George W. Bush and some very, very expensive campaigns. There's no way that member dues could ever have accounted for all that. Of course, we know that they've been getting Mm -hmm. a lot of money from Russia, but just exactly where in Russia hasn't exactly been tipped off yet. I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a lot of FSB Fingerprints, The FSB, of course, being the modern uh, successor to the KGB from the mm-hmm. old Soviet days, we're going to see a lot of FSB fingerprints on these donations. And you're also going to see a lot of Republican uh, political operative fingerprints on these donations, too. So uh, that's going to be another interesting link between the evolving, uh, the, the still evolving ties that we're uncovering between the Republican Party and the Russians. Uh the Mueller investigation really was only the beginning. There's still stuff coming out. And all of these various satellite cases that the Russians have a finger in is all another opportunity to, you know, peel back peel back the curtains and let the light of day shine on this shit. So yeah, but Wayne Wayne is out. Wayne is now unemployed. I wonder if Wayne and Alex Jones are going to start couch surfing together. I think that'd be really cool if that happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wouldn't count on it. Would you want to actually couch surf with
1: Alex Jones? I don't think so. Uh, not my choice. Oh, that's, that's, no, 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 That's true. That, that that that's true. Although I have a feeling that you know uh, Rudy Giuliani is going to start renting out his front bedroom his front uh, living room to people just to try to pay some of his fines because that's one of the problems that they're finding uh, that a lot of the things that they thought were going to protect these guys, uh, they're, they're just messing around in the wrong states. For one thing, you've got everyone from the Trump organization. Ooh, news on that too. But you've got everybody from the okay. Trump organization to the NRA uh, doing hinky shit when they're incorporated in New York without, you know, really noting that New York tightened the fuck out of its, uh, out of its nonprofit laws uh, a few years ago. And so a lot of the ways that these groups operated for a long time was, well, quite frankly, was already legal back then, only now there are more ways that they can go after them. Uh, as a matter of fact, Letitia James today uh, came out and said that she's in the uh, post-trial uh, filings for the New York uh, civil fraud trial for the Trump Organization, Uh, The state is seeking $385 million in penalties as well as a lifetime ban on having anything to do with the real estate business in the state of New York for Donald Trump and practically his entire family. That means Trump Tower, he'll have to sell it. He's going to have to sell everything. Uh, And personally, I... I think it would be really funny. I want George Soros to buy Trump Tower and to uh, rename it Black Lives Matter Plaza. That's what I want to see uh personally but uh but they're 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 fucking around and fighting out the The thing that made me think of this is the fact that Rudy Giuliani, of course, has been found liable for hundred and eighty five million dollars uh for defaming the Georgia election workers that he sick all of the maggot terrorists on during their entire uh, election-wise campaign. Uh, And the thing about Georgia that people don't realize is that, of course, you can appeal this kind of a defamation verdict in Georgia. There's no state where you can't appeal a big payout like this. But according to Georgia law, in order to appeal this verdict, Especially if he's going to do it on the grounds that the judgment, the award was excessive and too much money, he has to pony up the entire amount, $185 million, and hand it to the state, who will then hold it in an escrow account until the appeals are over. And if the amount is reduced in any way, they'll give that amount back to Rudy when they're done. They did this to try to avoid people just appealing and appealing forever to avoid ever paying anything. They, they, they're going to make sure right. that you have the money up front before you appeal it. And Rudy ain't fucking got it. That's the thing. The guy used to be a millionaire. But, you know, hitching his train to the Trump engine has completely fucked his finances. Trump has not paid him. In years. I mean, the last time Rudy drew a salary for being Trump's lawyer was before Trump left office. Rudy's been trying to get money from his old boss ever since. And the legal bills are mounting. He's going to be facing probably uh, he's probably going to be facing uh, trials in Michigan and in Arizona for the, his role in the fake elector scheme. Those two states are starting to ramp up and getting ready to prosecute. There are other states that were involved in that that are looking at filing charges. And even if they're not civil cases, he's still got to have lawyers for all these and he's got to have lawyers that are eligible to do business in these states. And he's already being sued by one of his lawyers because he hasn't been paying that lawyer. And I'll tell you, it's hard to get good lawyers when you don't pay them. For example, Donald Trump is depending on Christina Haba, which is one of those Fox News-ready lawyers that he's been leaning on lately. But Christina Haba is facing possible disbarment for legal impropriety, ethical improprieties in New Jersey for trying to fix a sexual harassment case for Donald Trump at one of at his golf resort in Bedminster. Uh, she did the, this lawyer did such a hack job of trying to cover her her tracks and basically what this lawyer did is she befriended a woman who was suing Trump for uh, the Trump organization for sexual harassment at his golf course and uh, did not reveal that she was also working for Trump to this woman, told her that her lawyer was giving her bad advice and to drop everything and to take a pennies-on-the-dollar settlement uh, and then ghosted her as soon as the papers were signed. It's completely against all the rules of lawyers in any state, and she's probably going to lose her law license. And these are the only people that Trump can get now. Imagine for somebody who doesn't have the fundraising potential of Trump like Rudy Giuliani. This guy is screwed five times from Wednesday, and... (laughs) Kind of fun to watch so get out that popcorn exactly. like you do exactly and, oh the, the popcorn is flowing too because let me tell you something um you've had multiple people flip in georgia and i know it's been a couple of months since the cascade of flipping happened but you got to know that there is going to be some real dirt exposed in these Georgia in these Georgia uh, criminal cases that are going to be coming up all this year uh, these are just going to be one after another of uh, of just really sleazy shit and it's all coming out because this is Georgia courts you know Fonnie Willis uh, is is playing by all the rules but you know state courts leak like a fucking sieve. And so anything – and also, these trials are going to be televised too, by the way. All of the trials in Georgia are going to be on the television. So every single sorted piece of information that is mentioned in the trial is going to be broadcast all over the fucking world. And these trials are set to start right around the time of Super Tuesday. So it's just fun.
0: (laughs) So – Speaking of Super Tuesday, let me let me ask you the things that have been duking my brain, which is what is happening as far as him being removed from the ballots in Maine and Colorado? And now I understand there's a couple of more states that are trying to get him taken off the ballot. What's the situation with that? Is that really effective? Can't people just write him in if they
1: want to? Well, it depends on the state you're in because the thing is, is that you can write any name on a ballot – But different states have different rules when it comes to write-in ballots. In order for a vote for someone to be counted as a write-in, you have to be registered as a write-in candidate on that ballot. So basically, you know, somebody like AOC is too young to be president. If you write her name in on a ballot, that's just as good as leaving your ballot blank because it's never going to be counted because she's ineligible. So any state... Right. That rules he's ineligible because of the Fourteenth Amendment would also rule him ineligible as a write-in candidate, and hit, and write-in votes for him wouldn't count any more than if you wrote in Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck. Uh, that's just the thing. And the Fourteenth Amendment, man, let me tell you something. Out of all of the amendments in to the Constitution that have been passed since the document was ratified, the Fourteenth Amendment is just the one that keeps on giving the liberals and progressives and people who want to see this country move forward, people who value democracy, people who value the principles of all of us are created equal and that we're endowed with inalienable, inalienable rights like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The 14th Amendment is our amendment because the 14th Amendment, it was the basis for – Uh, the legalization of interracial marriage. It was the basis for the legalization of gay marriage. It was the basis uh, for the legalization. It was the basis for a lot of our civil rights laws, the idea of equal protection under the law. But that's not the only thing that was in the 14th Amendment. One of the big things about the 14th Amendment was uh, it was a big reaction to the Civil War. The 14th Amendment was one of those things that was passed in the wake of the Civil War to try to remedy the things that uh, that caused that conflict. And one of the things they put in there is that you were ineligible to hold a federal office if you have engaged in insurrection against the U.S. government. And they did that to make mm-hmm. sure that you didn't have a bunch of Confederate sympathizers trying to run for president or... Senate, or that kind of thing. Um, but it didn't say, you know, you're ineligible if you fought in the last war. It just said if you engaged in insurrection, period, paragraph, end of story. And every constitutional scholar agrees that the way that it's worded, you do not need a conviction. Because if you needed a conviction in a court of law to have this apply to you, then it would have said you needed a conviction In a court of law in order for it to apply to you. So the reality is, is that the states that are saying, yeah, this guy's not eligible for our ballot because the U.S. Constitution that trumps our state constitution uh, says that you can't be, you know, running for this office if you've engaged in insurrection, which January 6th certainly was. And the fact of the matter is is that the state Supreme Courts are interpreting U.S. law as it applies to their state. And I really don't know if there's a whole lot that people can do to change these outcomes. I really don't think the U.S. Supreme Court is going to throw Trump a lifeline on this. They're not going to speed shit up to help people like Jack Smith, but they're not going to go out of their way to help Donald Trump. They haven't. Every case that's come before the Supreme Court uh, that Donald Trump has brought, he is lost. Because a lot of the conservatives on the Supreme Court are corrupt, but they're not stupid. And they know that if he gets in and gets to set himself up as a dictator, the first thing that dictators get rid of is anybody who would have an air of legitimacy, anybody who would have an air of authority, a legitimate authority that is not located in the dictator's realm is a threat, and the Supreme Court would certainly be that. And they know it. Like I said, they're corrupt. They're not stupid. I don't think they're going to throw them a lifeline. Now, is Maine and Colorado going to throw the election away from Trump? No, it's not. Although, in a close contest, Maine actually awards its electoral votes by congressional district, So it is possible for somebody who loses a state to still pick up one electoral vote if they can do really right. well in one congressional district. And there's a chance that Trump could do well enough in one congressional district in Maine to pick up one of its three electoral votes. Um, so right. that, that could definitely hurt in a very close-type contest. But don't worry about a close contest. Again, I'm telling you, folks, The I've been keeping my eye on the polling numbers, and the polling differentials are holding Democrats are doing anywhere from five to 30 points better in the final tally than they were doing uh, in the polls before an election. And that's every time, every special election, even in Ohio where we had some great elections. Recently, We had a great election recently. We protected the right to an abortion and we legalized weed all in the same fucking day. And it's still, it did about four points. To the, the pro side on You know, the pro-choice and the pro-weed side did about four, four four-and-a-half points better in the final results than they did in the polling right before the election. Because the polling that we have is incomplete. They haven't figured out how to reach Generation Z voters. Gen Z voters don't have landlines. They have cell phones. They do not answer numbers that they don't recognize. They let it go to voicemail. And if you don't yep. leave a message, they're never going to answer that number, ever. So right. there is a huge chunk of vote, and there's like eight hundred thousand of these people turning uh, eighteen every year. And there's literally like something like four point something million people who are going to be eligible to vote in twenty twenty four, who were not eligible due to do their age in twenty twenty. And these people are all <laughs> missing. From the polling data that we have. Um, And let me tell you, and if you want to see how much your traditional establishment Republicans, the few that are left, and we've got one as our governor here in Ohio, Mike DeWine, he's on the weasel end of Republican establishment uh, type guy, but he's definitely an establishment guy. Uh, He knows how screwed the Republicans are. When he saw that no matter how they threw a lot of money against the abortion uh, measure in Ohio for the sure. last two three weeks before the election, usually in that sweet time to try to sway undecided voters, they the the, the, the anti-choice the forced birth side definitely threw a lot of money at, at the wall, to no effect. They never the the, the yeah. pro-choice side never lost. A single percentage point in momentum, um, and again, we did better than even the polls said that we were going to do on this. And the the, the numbers are hard; they're baked in. And the fact that you immediately had Republicans in the state house making a, in, in the in the state legislature making noise about trying to find a way to somehow thwart the will of the people again and find a way to ignore the abortion measure, uh, and that kind of thing. That was just, again, the levels of stupid um, are really impressive. And that's why Mike DeWine (laughs) put the kibosh. He put the kibosh on that. He's just like saying, listen, no, if you guys try to pass the thing, I'm doing either of these laws, the abortion or the marijuana, I'm vetoing the shit. And I don't care if you guys pass it overwhelmingly, I'm still vetoing the shit. Because he sees the writing on the wall. Republicans are getting slacked when abortion is on the ballot. And this is a national election this year. Abortion is on the ballot in every single thing. Because the national abortion ban is quickly becoming the favorite talking point of Republicans in their primaries. They're, they're at the point where they have to out each other. And so proposing a national abortion ban is just the kind of crazy that resonates with the inbred rat jobs that still give them money. Uh, Although they're not giving the Republicans money. That's right. They're sending it all to Donald Trump. Uh, The Wisconsin Republican party is still fucked. They still have literally under a hundred dollars to their name. uh, Most months they have no money. Their fundraising has dried up. Um, there's a fuck ton of candidates who have no support from the National Party because Trump is absorbing every dime of small dollar donations from the Republican base. And the people who aren't giving to Trump aren't giving to Republicans either because they're all backing him up. And, uh, I mean, so they're getting ready to get shellacked in this election. The people who are in the know understand just how bad it's going to get. And that's why, you know, Mike DeWine, uh, the, the the Ohio legislature passed an anti-trans uh, bill to attack trans children, specifically targeting them for bullying and harassment, and Mike DeWine vetoed it. He vetoed it. And it's not that he grew a spine, it's that he's more scared shitless of the voters who are being turned out by these hot button issues than he is of the Republicans in his own legislature. Uh, As a matter of fact, the the, the latest piece of news out of Columbus is Mike DeWine is pushing the Ohio legislature to speed up how fast marijuana stores can open in the state. That is what Mike DeWine is fighting for right now. He wants the stores open in 90 days flat. That's what he's pushing for. Um, because that's what he wants Republicans to run on in November. They won't because they're not as smart as Mike DeWine and trust me, it hurts to talk that there are people who are dumber than Mike DeWine. Uh, because again the guy is a weasel. <laughs> but he's not that stupid right, of a weasel but... and they're not as smart as he is. And they're not gonna take this life raft that he's throwing them. But holy fuck balls is it's it, when you've got, you know, hearing Mike Dewine, uh, the, you know, doing something to protect trans kids and advocating for fast marijuana sales, that would be like, I don't know, hearing Lindsey Graham admit to that wild evening he had on Fire Island back in 1997 that he's still paying for because that's how the Republicans are keeping him alive. Okay, I mean, like that—that's about as shocking of a thing for for folks as as that would be. It it's it, it, it it's like I said, folks, getting fun. Pop your popcorn. Uh curl up you know, curl up with a good book and just tune in to the politics news every once in a while. Because again, twenty four hour news has a lot of space to fill and they gotta create yeah. a lot of podiance drama. So but uh that's,
0: I mean, look, that's look, really listen frail. to me folks
1: yeah, Listen to your pagan pundit here. Back, you know, this time yeah. last year, uh, Kevin McCarthy had just been defeated for the 10th time to be Speaker of the House, a year ago today. I just got this wow. memory on my Facebook yeah. uh, recently. And when that was going on, yeah. I went on the show and I said that not only is, 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 is he not going to be in his job a year from now – He's not even going to be in the yeah. Congress a year from now, and what happened? Kevin
0: McCarthy, he
1: gone. he's gone out of the job. Yeah, you were he's
0: right.
1: gone. Yep, he's gone. So, like, yeah, hippie, you know, pagan pundit. He's in hippie. Won the entire cast of Morning Joe zero. But
0: <laughs> true.
1: But yeah, true. Uh, make make sure you make sure you tie. Take time to sit back and enjoy things. Smell the flowers. Uh, or especially if you're in a state like Ohio, take a, go ahead and smoke a joint and get laid, Ohio. You deserve it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we
0: all deserve it. But seriously, folks, I don't want people to get complacent. We still have to get no. out there in numbers. We still have to vote. We still have to make sure we get people on our side out there to vote. I, I don't want people to slack off just because things look a certain way right now. Because complacency is how we got screwed before. And I'm not looking for that to happen again.
1: Oh no. Oh no. But that that's the thing too. It's like the 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 thing that we've got to do now is that we've got to run up the numbers, guys. It's not enough to win. We've got to decimate the other side. We have got to decimate the Republican Party until they dissolve into the squabbling that they've already started and they come apart at the seams. Because let me tell you something. The Democratic Party is a coalition party. We're not a monolith. And there's only so long that the moderates and the progressives and the corporate Dems and the, and the military Dems and the, and the hardcore uh, pro-civil rights Dems and all that, there's only so long that we can really keep this kind of a, a united front. The fact that the Republicans are fucking lunatics certainly helps, but you know, we've, we've got to, you know, we've got to take the fascist party out of the game because then uh, we can have a a, a realignment in this country that is going to much more closely fit the people who are involved. And, most of the people in the country now are, you know, if they're not card-carrying Democrats, they're much more sympathetic with the aims and goals of Democrats of one stripe or another than they are with the Republican Party. It's just, you know, there's there's only so long, though, that you're going to expect, you know, mom and pop uh, who want to protect Social Security to hang out with, you know, the people like me who thinks that polyamorous marriage should be legalized, okay? Um, so we could shred the Republican Party and then have a genuine center-right, center-left divide once the Democratic Party uh, splits up, realigns, and re-scrambles itself. Uh, but, oh, another good piece of news, though, folks. Uh, number Poll numbers came out, and RFK Jr.'s candidacy is pulling more voters away from Republicans than he is from Democrats. I guess Fox News shouldn't have spent a whole year talking him up to their to their audience if they wanted the effect to be the other way. But, uh, yeah, yeah, R. K. Jr. is definitely hurting Republicans way more than he's hurting Democrats, and I, still one, him here for it. So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> don't get complacent. Let's run up the numbers, guys. Let's make it embarrassing. Let's do a good old-fashioned... What Barack Obama would call a shellacking. Let's you know, let's yeah. let's make let's make Republican pollsters say that they're working for like I don't know, Herbalife or something something more respectable like a multi-level marketing corporation instead of the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. By the time things are over, because then when we see the parade of convictions come down and we see the sentences start coming down, then it's just time to pop the champagne and enjoy the show. So, you know, we do our work, and we can certainly enjoy the spoils.
0: Well, I mean, you know, you've got to wonder when Trump's lawyer is going on Fox and saying things like, well, you know, uh, the Supreme Court needs to be more concerned about doing the right thing instead of how things look far as this whole uh, 14th Amendment showdown, as it were, uh, where they're hoping that uh, Trump will be allowed to be on all of the ballots um, because they want to throw that out and say that the, the, the American people should be allowed, even if he is an insurrectionist, to have him be president, which is insanity on its face, but that's, this is how far they've gone um, to say anything and do anything that they can, um, you know, when you have a, a, a lawyer go on Fox and basically kind of backhandedly threaten the Supreme Court, that's oh, yeah. me smacks of
1: true desperation, does it not? Oh, it's it's beyond desperate. I mean, when you're when your only argument is to say, well, I know the Constitution says this, but can't we ignore that part just this one time? When that is your legal argument, you're fucked. I mean, that is what, people don't understand, the courts are not politics, as politicized as the Supreme Court gets at times. The courts are not politics. You've seen this over and over again when Trump lawyers, go out in front of the TV cameras, and they talk big, and they talk tough. But then when they get into a court of law, they don't say the crazy shit. They don't make the crazy accusations of election fraud that they do in front of the cameras because they know in a court of law they have to give evidence. And if they don't give evidence, it's not just that they're going to lose. They could be actively sanctioned, as in fined and jailed, for contempt of court. And they have shown so much contempt for the entire court process. It, you know, people have joked before that MAGA really means making attorneys get attorneys, but that's really what is coming out here. I really don't know how many of Trump's lawyers who are working for him right now are going to manage not only keeping their law license, but keeping their asses out of jail. Uh, It's getting desperate, and you've got people who are basically betting the farm on Trump being able to pull out a victory and basically doing away with the law. Uh, They're banking on that now, and that's why they're so desperate, because they've thrown out every other lifeline that they could have had. Trump will not allow you to have a lifeline uh, that could save yourself from the things that you say and do. Because he views that as being disloyal or not being confident in his cause, so right. uh, I think that you know when when the story of the Trump uh, error is written, uh, one of the longest serving legacies are going to be the number of legal professionals who were ruined and or were deprived of their their money and their freedom. Just for backing this uh tin horn Mussolini, so it's it's kind of sad, but again, these are big boys these these are grown women, grown men and women, they make their decision, and you know uh play stupid games, get stupid prizes basically is what it comes down to uh but yeah it it, it it's pretty desperate um, and 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 really it's not going to get any better either because. Things are just keeping raining on down. When Kenneth Cheesebro says everything that he knows in Georgia, uh, there are going to be people who are going to be uh, probably looking to see if they can get smuggled out of the country because it's, it's going to be over for them. He This guy knows a lot, and he's cooperating with the prosecution. Holy shit. It just
0: gets
1: deeper and deeper, doesn't it? <laughs> It does. It does. Yeah. it does. And, you know, talk, talking about getting deep into things, I want to invite people to come over to the latest social networking site with me. It's called Thread. I know that it's starting to get a little bit of notice now. It was launched uh, earlier in 2023. It's Facebook's answer to Twitter. And uh, it's connected to your Instagram account, I think. So if you have an Instagram account, you can instantly get a Thread account. You know, it's still easy to sign up for these things, reminds me a lot of what Twitter was like in the old days, back when it was fun. Um, and now that Elon has completely ruined Twitter and turned it into an X of its former self, uh, a lot of people are starting to filter over to threads, and it's a lot of fun. And this week, I was making some social commentary on toxic masculinity. Big surprise for anybody who knows me, um, but... I had a couple of posts on there blow up, and things have been getting crazy ever since. Uh, I have, uh, let, let me let me pull up my friends app so I can let you know where it's at. But literally, I posted a thing basically saying uh, that, you know, hey, men, instead of telling women to pick better men, why don't you try to be better men uh, instead, you know, and that kind of thing. And, of course, the uh, the big tough guys who say that, they're they're not snowflakes, and that they're not afraid of uh, of anything. Of course, freaked out and had a shit fit, and uh, it, it 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 got pretty deep. I blocked a lot of people. We call it the block part because you can look at the at the you know, at the comments and just see who you want to block. Uh, so it it it's it's really entertaining. But basically, I was just so surprised at how many guys. We're basically, you know, when I was, like, saying, okay, why don't we stop being so douchey, and all these guys saying, oh, you want to be douchey? Here, I'll take my vinegar-flavored beer and hold this uh, and, 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 and watch this. Um, but, I, you know, uh, I, just, I just came out and told people that as a man, I just got to say this to my cohorts in the gender. Damn, a lot of y'all are fragile as hell. I say basically, hey, wouldn't it be nice if we could do work on ourselves? so women don't have to play douche roulette all the time. And I get a parade of toddlers whining, throwing a tantrum, and showing us what it looks like when someone uses their personality as birth control. I've over 40 people, not one of them a woman. That was my post. That post has gotten 5,600 likes in the past 40 hours, 240 replies. My followers bumped up by like 1,600 in the same amount of time. And we're just having a grand old time uh, talking. And every time I talk about the fragile boys, even more of them come out and basically say, here, let me show how right he is by being a, a total douche to Uh So uh, definitely come, come and check us out here. You can find me on threads as Cal Single Vannon, as just one word, threads.net. Uh, you can, you know, come and join the fun because... I really know how to draw them out, and uh, we're having a lot of fun. I, I'm doing a discussion right now on Frankenstein and about how conservatives think that it's ridiculous that the snowflakes want us to think of, of the monster as the victim when that's the whole fucking book, guys. That's, that's why it was fucking written. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, listen, listen, guys, some of the people I had to block for, for spouting – misogynistic toxic male crap were people who I had actually followed because they were part of the progressive political scene on Thresh. Uh We still have misogyny and sexism within the left that we've got to root out. Um, the fact that Hillary didn't win meant that a lot of them didn't run screaming from the party the way that they would have if she had actually, uh, you know, had the will of the people and the popular vote honored and become president. Uh, we still have work to do. Uh, we there, There's yeah. some very toxic mindset going in politics, and especially in the progressive left. Uh, and it's yeah. really fucking disgusting. So we got to do our own work, folks. We got to clean our own house. Because let me tell you something, the young activists who are focusing so hard on the Republicans right now, they don't give two about background and history. Once the fascist party is destroyed, people in our, on our side are going to have some accounting coming to them. And if we don't clean house yeah. first, it's going to be very unpleasant. And I'd really kind of like to rip that band-aid off now, as opposed to later. So you know, let's let's check our attitudes and let's check each other. Don't just say, "Oh well, they're acting like an asshole," but they're on my side. So no. No, just say, "Hey, dude, this ain't cool." You know, this ain't cool. Don't put this in our spaces. We want this place to be a safe space for women and for people who aren't toxic douchebags. Okay, and okay. you know, people who want to not rock the boat are the biggest enablers of this kind of toxic bullshit. So, you know, again, let's check ourselves, people, and let's walk our talk. So. <laughs> Oh great. you've got a special treat for us, don't you? I do, because I am, okay, like I said, uh, coming up on next month, February 2nd, 2024, I'm going to be deb- I've got it right now with beta readers giving me feedback, but I'm going to be debuting the first novel based on Paranormal Acres. Now, the basic concept behind Paranormal Acres is what if the famous amusement park in Ohio that was a real place, Yaga Lake, that was around for 120-some years before it was closed down, what if that never closed? What if instead of being sold to the company, who eventually closed it down, what if it was bought by Angelique and Vincent, the vampires from the sorceress saga? Uh, To have a place to not only diversify their portfolio, but also as a place where their supernatural friends can live and work and enjoy themselves at night after the park closes and all the regular guests have gone away. I did a season of this on Zella, on the Kindle Zella short story service called Welcome to Paranormal Acres. And I've written three novels based on that season of that story. And uh, the first one is called The Raven at Midnight. It features vampires. Uh, and my vampires, folks, these are not vegetarian vampires. These are not Everett Cullen. These are not Louis to Pontelac from, uh, from Interview with the Vampire. These vampires were created to be predators, to teach humans what it was like to be prey, so that we would be more merciful and more conscientious predators ourselves. And these vampires like to hunt the predators in human society, and they like their job. They enjoy their work. Uh, and uh, they, it, there are very spicy love scenes in this, a scene where a couple of vampires... Uh, just get done uh, killing a child pornographer and bathing the floor in his blood. And then they decide to get naked and make love in the middle of it. So, uh, and it's got plenty of snark, plenty of humor. But I'm going to read you a, a small excerpt from an early segment of Welcome to Paranormal Acres. Now, basically, the, the story is, is that Lauren Harris is 20 years old. Uh, she has just had her life blow up. Uh, her boyfriend of two years was cheating on her. Uh, Her job burned down and her grace went to hell. So she decides to move back home with mom, but then finds out that mom has moved onto the grounds of paranormal acres uh, to be their new assistant PR director. And Lauren comes back and finds out that supernatural creatures are real and they walk the, the amusement park. And that's when her lifelong obsession with vampires and vampire media all of a sudden comes out again. Uh, She's embraced her goth look, and she wants to meet vampires. And she meets one vampire, a lady named Raven, who plays bass for a vampire rock band called Vampire Baseball, and is immediately entranced. And this scene happens the very first night that they get to go out and hang out and get to know each other. Okay. And this is from The Raven at Midnight. You look pretty mortified back at the theater, Raven said. You know, when your brother was ribbing you about your new metal taste and Queen of the Dam." Lauren felt her stomach drop at the memory. She was more than mortified, actually. She'd been horrified that her baby brother had gone there. She'd been convinced that Raven and the other vampires wouldn't want to have anything to do with her if they knew about her status as a secret vampire fangirl. The night had proven otherwise, however, her conversation with Raven had been easy and free-flowing with none of the hesitancy or awkwardness that often happened when getting to know new people. It had been the opposite, really. They walked down the main midway, the lights making a dreamlike atmosphere. Ahead, the Ferris wheel spun in its lazy circle with a sheet of stars beyond. I can't get past the feeling that I'd known her before, Lauren thought. She knew, of course, that she had never met Raven in her 20 years on Earth, A striking figure like Raven left a mark, whether one was straight, gay, or otherwise. There was just a familiarity about their communication that Lauren had only known with the closest of friends. It was that feeling that allowed her to answer. Yeah, I just... Lauren paused and gathered herself. I used to get nervous about people finding out about my interests because I was afraid they'd think less of me, she said. Now that I've stopped giving a shit about humans... I guess it's just a vampire's reaction that worries me. But you know that we, won't, that we won't find your interests trivial or silly, Raven said with a grin. But you could find it annoying, Lauren replied. I'm sure you run into a lot of bullshit beliefs and wrong ideas about vampires out there. I was worried that you'd see me as someone to avoid. Never, Raven scoffed. Besides, I've always seen the modern vamp fans as being... Kinda of cute, she added with a smile. Like a puppy, Lauren said, meeting Raven's smile. Kinda, Raven said and laughed. No, I see it as, he thought for a minute, kind of like when you're 16 and some five-year-old boy with stubby cheeks asks you to marry them. So adorable, Lauren asked? Yeah, Raven replied. Well, there are worse things to be than adorable. Even for a terminal dork like me, Raven said. Adorable and dorky, Raven asked. Is that what they mean by adorkable? They stopped in the middle of the path. The few stragglers in that part of the park passed them as if they weren't there. Lauren was struck by the way the midway lights were giving Raven's skin a glow it probably hadn't had since the 1500s. Well, Lauren said, I hope you see me as more than an adorkable five-year-old now. Oh, God, yes, Raven replied. She looked deeply into Lauren's eyes. You are so much more. Lauren felt her cheeks redden. Thank you, she said through a shy smile. I think you're pretty awesome, too. You. you know, Raven said, inching forward, there's another reason besides durability why I wouldn't want to avoid you. Lauren had always wanted to project an air of coolness and confidence when it came to the moments when things got intense. She really worried... She had really worked on quelling her inner butterflies and forging ahead the things. However, this was not one of those times because her knees picked that moment to turn to jelly, and it took all her willpower to stay upright. Oh, she managed to stammer. Really? Uh-huh, Raven said, pressing her body into Lawrence. Remember that search for beauty that I told you about? The thing that keeps me sane in long nights during the centuries? Uh Uh-huh, Lauren replied, watching as Raven's lips continued inching forward. Well, when you come across a a once-in-a-century beauty, Raven said, her voice almost a whisper. You do not send her away. Their lips met, and the Ferris wheel spun behind them. (laughs) Ta-da!
0: Juicy! We like, we like,
1: very nice, ooh, yum,
0: yum, oh, oh my goodness.
1: Oh, it, it's a lot of fun. And I got to tell you, too, there's a character, the guitar player for Vampire Baseball is named Thorn, and she looks a lot, a lot like Margot Robbie in uh, Suicide Squad, only not as demented, basically, is how people describe her. And she gets the best yeah. line. There's there's one scene where the vampires are taking down uh, a, a, a bunch of white supremacists, and she shows up with a severed head with the red baseball hat still on it and a lantern shoved up inside the thing, so it's shining out through the eye holes. And she goes, hey, guys, I want you to meet Cletus. He's making lanterns great again. She gets these kind of roles. <laughs> she gets those kind of lines. Wow. So, uh Thor, Thorne is going to be well on her way to getting her own book, but that's going to come in phase three. Uh, I've got phase one planned. It's going to have six novels. Uh, phase one is coming out this year in its entirety. Uh, the first three novels in phase two are going to come out at the end of the year, as well as the third book in the Sorceress saga. And, folks, all of these books take place in the same universe. So you're going to see Sorceress characters showing up at Paranormal Acres and Paranormal Acres characters, Going up in the Sorceress Saga. So uh, it's it's like one big, it's like one big NC-17 violent, sexy, snarky MCU for grown-ups. So I invite everybody to join
0: <laughs> Yay. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, I hope that got everybody's appetite up. Um, <laughs> it, it did for me.
1: Um, talison, before we go, tell folks where they can find you You can find me at com. That's got a link to the first season of Paranormal Acres Which is still up on Vella. If you want to get a little preview of these stories uh, These stories that I'm coming out with in book form Are expanded versions of the storylines That happened in that season of, of, of the story uh, You can also find me at talison Govanen Uh, as one name on Threads.net. That's where I'm doing most of my stuff these days. I'm not doing much on Facebook anymore. Uh, Threads is a lot of fun. Uh, And so check me out there. And as always, uh, make sure to come and check me out here every month on on Blog Talk Radio on Desperate House, which is because I've got a lot of stuff coming up here, man. And you guys are going to be clued in on all of it. You can be on the ground floor. Of this of this publishing empire that we're looking Love to it. put out, uh, and also as always, uh, you can always uh, email me through my website and check me out on Threads. And as usual, take the time, folks. Give yourself a break. Curl up with a good book. Curl up with a good TV show. Uh, there, 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 there's there's a second season of Good Omens. Take care of yourself, people, because we need you, but we need you whole, we need you sane, and we need you happy. Because if we're not happy, what's the fucking point? And on that, I'm going to say good night. See you later. See you next month. Same bad time. same bad channel. Allison is out.
0: Wow. Thanks, Talison. All right, guys, I will see you next week with Wendy Mata, and it's going to be a great show. Have a wonderful weekend. Like Talison says, stay involved, but give yourself breaks, because we need to be able to not freak out every time we hear something that's not necessarily going our way. So take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you next week.